Good morning, party people, and welcome to Disrupt You, a wonderful podcast. I'm biased because I'm a part of it, but a wonderful podcast led by myself. I am Lachey Mathis, and I am a life coach in higher education, and the one and only... I am Dr. York. I am an associate professor of communication. If this is your first time joining us, that was actually pretty jazzy for you, Dustin. I think it was a little bit better than last week's episode. You all can listen to the previous week's episode and let me know if you thought that had a little bit more jazz hands to it or not. But overall, Dustin, I think I would give that maybe maybe a six out of 10 this week. You know, Lachey, it was the two donuts I had this morning. I had one <laughs> Sprinklefield donut and okay. uh, one glaze. So that's what okay. every Monday now I'm going to have two every donuts. Every Monday we need a donut to make sure that you have a peppy introduction. I love it. How was your weekend? <sighs> Superb. Had some good nachos. How about yours? It was good. It was good. I actually went to a couple wedding shows. What, what? And so it was very exciting, but it also led me to thinking about our topics for this week. So let's go ahead and dive into how they're connected. So it's very important for me to be an ally in um, all different spaces, whether that be within uh, different sexual orientation groups, different races, genders, all, all the things. Um, ability. And so when I look at vendors for our wedding, even if I don't identify in a certain group, I want to see that they are inclusive because that's important to me. Um, I really like vendors that are like, uh, I don't discriminate. I support a love is love is love. Like I just, those small things that I notice, they make me, I'm like, oh, yep, that's one of my vendors. If somebody doesn't have that, I'm like, uh, where do they stand? They have to like do some research and stuff. So you're like, well, how does that connect to what you're talking about? It's a very millennial thing, I think. I don't think it's only millennials, but I think about millennials and the jobs that they work in, right? Um, and like the, if a job doesn't share the values of a millennial, not only millennials, but what we've seen a lot is if a job does not share the values of a millennial, the millennial is most likely to leave. Mm-hmm. Would you agree, disagree? 100%, yes. And we see that from every large organization. <laughs> and working at a university, I think all university employees have to realize this and leadership has to realize this, that, you know, communication is very different and it changes by generation. You know, mm-hmm. the Gen X vibe was, you know, the Michael Jordan thing where he didn't support a, a Democratic candidate because, quote, quote, he said, Republicans buy shoes too. Like that was a very Gen X mm, thing. Yeah. You didn't play any sides. You right. stayed super metal. You didn't take sides. And the millennial side, when you talk about employees of colleges, universities, mm-hmm. you have to take sides. You have to, right. the, the brand has to acknowledge what's important to the brand because yeah, it's not important to me. I'm leaving. Right. Well, and do you think it's imp- like, so do you think it's important if like a major crisis happens and even if it doesn't affect you, like what happened or like not like, so like what happened in January at the Capitol didn't affect, like necessarily affect a business in Nevada. Should they have made a statement about where they stood, what their thoughts were? If their focus, if their target market is millennials or Gen Z specifically, then 100% either their customers or their employees fall into those two buckets. Obviously, you know, other generations, I'm not trying to seclude them. Obviously they care too, right. but generally, statistically speaking, those two generations will make life altering decisions based on those values. I'll change, I will go somewhere where I make less money if it means I align with these values. Do you, hypothetically speaking, Lachey, let's say yeah. there's an organization that fit 100%, you got two <clears throat> jobs. Yep. One that spoke to your values 100%, the other one, but it was $10,000 less a year and they didn't. They, mm-hmm. they just didn't say anything. 
They just, right. not because they're against your values. They just didn't say anything whatsoever. Would yeah. it be hard for you to make that decision? Um, I think I, 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 now that I'm older, if you'd ask me like five years ago, I probably would have been like, I'd be like, oh, it's a job. I need a job. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and there's more money. Like I wouldn't have taken a look at those things. But now that I have, you know, been working for a little while, I absolutely would. If they didn't say anything, that would be a red flag to me. Right. Like it's kind of like in relationships, right. If someone doesn't usually address something or they, they like scoot around it, I feel like there's a reason why they do that. And I just, I'm like, Ooh, like I'd rather you just be honest, even if your honesty and, and is like, Hey, we actually don't align with your values. Okay, well, then I don't want to work there. And like specifically as a woman of color, I think sometimes, ooh, gonna sound a little bit, you know, people are like, whoa, lache, but like I think sometimes you also have to be aware, like, are you wanting me for who I am or are you wanting me because I'm a woman of color? Hmm. And um, because I've I've seen that happen, right? Like I've been a part of lots of different projects um in my life, not just like as an adult, but lots of different projects where it's like, oh, like come, come like do this for us, be a part of this for us. And then you're, and I'm like, why? Like, doesn't even match my skill set. And then I get there and I'm like, oh, it is very apparent as to why I'm wanted here. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I bring more to the table than like my big curly hair and my, and my beautiful brown skin, right? And so for me, I think, yeah, if they didn't say anything, I'd be like, oh, I have some questions. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of businesses now put out a statement around diversity and inclusion. Um, but I think it's important to ask about them in your interview. Like, yeah. do you, like sometimes people just put it out there to be like, Hey, it's out there, whatever. Like we don't actually like live it though. Like, what are your thoughts there? Yeah. I think it's being genuine about it. Right. Because mm -hmm. every organization, even, you know, colleges, university do do this where they make sure, Hey, let's make sure in this image, right. Mm -hmm. When we're trying to make the website for, to get new employees here or new students here, let's make sure that there are, you know, POCs, right. P mm -hmm. People of color in these, in these yep. images, even though our population doesn't resemble that mm -hmm. image whatsoever, which is a tough line, right? right? Because at one point you're trying to say what you want to be. So it's mm -hmm. showing it's important to you that you want your, your environment to be like that. But what happens, Alicia, what do you think when, you know, if you come, if you are a person of color, you see this, you think you're going into this environment. And when you get there, it's a different environment. What do you yeah. want? What's that line like? And that, what's that balance? Well, I mean, as like a lived experience of my own, I think it's also like disappointing um, because I think like I understand, but I don't think you need to be like, okay, like here's five, five women in this picture, but there's only three women at the company. Like when the company has a hundred people at it, right? Like, okay, that doesn't make any sense to me. And like, I understand maybe that's your goal, but like, let's, let's sprinkle in what your group actually looks like. Mm -hmm. um, and people think like, it's not that big of a deal, but if it wasn't a big deal, then you wouldn't have posed it to be this way. Right. And so when I used to work as a, as a recruiter, a lot of colleges and our different university representatives, I would talk about this. Like they're like, our brochures don't match what our campus looks like. Mm -hmm. And if you're a student that is like in let's say you're in Chicago and you're looking at a school in Florida, you might not be able to just hop on a plane and go visit there automatically. So what you have to go on is the photos. What you have to go on is what the information they provide you. And so sometimes for me, that is a struggle. Um, but like I, and I'm not perfect by any means, but like whenever we, I recently had um, a coworker like draw like a coloring page. Like people are really into like coloring pages. So I was like, hey, can you draw some for Maryville? And whenever she was drawing them, she drew, um, you know, students with, of different ethnicities, different genders. Um, she drew a student in a wheelchair because I was like, it's important for people to see themselves within our campus because that's what we have. We, like, we have, are a very accessible campus. 
Um, and I think it's important for people to know that and make it authentic. Um, so I don't know. I was just thinking about that when I was at the wedding show is I was like, I want to make sure that I see that even if I am not marrying another female, I want to know that you were okay if I was. So for me, I think I would, as I get older, it's more important to me to love what I do and love who I'm working with and who is supporting me rather than um, like going somewhere. And that's not everybody. Some people are like, I can go and I can get a paycheck and I'm okay with that. Like, I don't care what happens here. That's not me. It never has been. Um, so yeah, I don't know. How, what would you say? Cause I mean, you worked a lot of different jobs. Do you think that that's changed for you as have values become more important? Are you like, where's the money at? Like, <laughs> You know, and I think it's tough what I've seen because you know, I come from the marketing world where I think that department specifically typically leans in more into that conversation because we're doing so many things publicly. We're making yeah. so many public videos, public stuff, public websites that if you look over that that same conversation needs to be had mm-hmm. in the finance department in the online learning department, on right. in the, you know, every department across every college, every university has right. to have a conversation, even if they're not necessarily student facing, mm-hmm. because they have to think about those employees that they're recruiting and retaining. Right. We know retention rates are big for employees. It costs yes. a lot of money for an employee. Turnover to is so expensive. Stop so, letting go of your people. <laughs> yeah, so expensive. So those conversations have to be had at a very strategic rate. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think I'm thinking back to um, on a college level, like uh, in my undergrad, there was a time that I was a part of a lot of photo shoots, which like you guys usually see one photo of me from the cover, but you know, you're all likes to smile. So I was in a lot of photo shoots, but there was a time that I was the face of the chemistry, English, and like education, like elementary education department all simultaneously. Like we went to a school with 13,000 people you could have found other people. Now, now granted, yes, your girl loves to be a star. She flips her hair, but more, more, more. I felt, <laughs> but I felt very, very strange that none of those things were my major. And I was like, what is, what do I do with this test tube? Right. I'm not a chemist. So um, those are just some, like my personal lived experiences. And as I continue, you know, to work through my grad program and to look at the job market, look at different things, we're seeing more and more people leave their jobs based on their values. So I can't like, you know, I can't speak to all bosses everywhere in the world and be like, make sure you're doing this. But like, if you're like, Hmm, what should I do to, you know, help my millennials and my Gen Z improve? I would, I would take a look at where you are publicly standing on your values. How do you show up for your employees? I know that's different than back in the day, but I think like, it means a lot to me when my boss, like my boss last week, she took time to be like, Hey, did you all see this article in good morning America about, Mm -hmm. um, of the, the 25 or 50 um, people making Black History Month right now. And she went and discussed that. And like, she is not a woman of color. And so that was really cool to me that she took the time to talk about that. So mm-hmm. those might seem like small things, but they are very, very large things when I think it comes to millennial and Gen Z employees. I think what so. you hit on is was key is your immediate supervisor has to do it. Mm-hmm. I think too many organizations have the CEO or the president of the university make these statements, which is fantastic, right? Because right. that's the high, the top of the mountain. But only hear, I only hear from that person twice, four times a year at most. Right. I love what you say. I need to hear that from my supervisor. I need mm-hmm. to hear that from my department specifically because that's right. the retention play for sure. Right. And I think too, if like you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not sure. Or like, what if it isn't well received? Like, I mean, Dustin and I are happy to have a conversation about that. Like mm-hmm. I, authenticity is so important, which is like so funny because we're in the age of social media, but it is so important. Um, but yeah, we're absolutely happy to like, you know, dive more in that with you one-on-one or whatevs. 
Um, but for the sake of time, I also want to talk about, it's almost the year anniversary of, um, you know, going into our homes and staying there. Um, I actually posted a meme on my Facebook last night that said, hey, just wondering what's everyone wearing for the one year anniversary of 14 days of flattening the curve, asking for a friend. <laughs> and Dustin, you don't go out with your girlfriends, but I would always be like, okay, are we going cute or like comfy cute, like jeans? Like, it's like, that's how I captioned it. Um, but like, truthfully, like we're, I mean, you know, I, I was hoping we wouldn't still be here, but you actually said that we still would be here because you're a wizard apparently. Um, but you know, what, what's been working in the classroom for you? People are tired. I'm tired. I'm in grad school working two jobs. I'm tired. What's working for you in the classroom right now, though, to keep your students from burn, burning out? Yeah, I think for the one the big thing is we, we can't think of this as a Band-Aid, right? Too many people are thinking of what can I do for Zoom classes, Zoom rooms, Zoom student life as a Band-Aid now, and then it'll get better. We'll go back mm. to normal. We're never going back to normal. I like that. <laughs> I like that way of you're describing that. I, I didn't really notice it that way, but that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, we're never going back to that, Lachey. So we have to think of what can scale right now that does really well. This is our testing time right now. Mm -hmm. And in the future, we're probably going to still use a lot of these same tactics. So, I mean, things that work in the classroom, and I want to hear what's working with you with meetings and student life as well. But in the classroom, I lean into chat. I've talked to so many faculty members that say they want the students' cameras on all the time. And when I'm like, okay, but that's just for you. That's not right. for the student's sake. That's right. for that's for you to feel confident to look in. These. It is better to look at the people. I do agree, right. but that's not for the student. If okay. you go to any large company, Edward Jones, Charter, any of these large, Anaheim, Bush, they don't have mm -hmm. their cameras on, right? No, right. that's not a, a readiness skill that you have to have. So, but I lean into chat. Okay. I lean into chat heavy. My chat moves quick because I'm, I'm constantly using prompts like, hey, yeah. if you feel this way, put ones in the chat. And some people put like, 20 ones right yep. and it's blowing up i'll ask questions not because i'm reading all of them because they go back and forth with one another in the chat right. room so it's like a living breathing thing that i think works well obviously breakout rooms really well as far as getting to know each other in the classroom so it's not just look at me the the fact that i try to put them in breakout rooms right. and one big thing is is obs i want to give a plug to online broadcasting services obs it's free Okay. It's 100% free and it changes. Wait, is this an ad? <laughs> this is not an ad. This is not okay. an ad. It is free. Let the people this, know. You're yeah, passionate this is about not it. An ad. <laughs> I use it in my classroom. If you're interested, obviously there's a podcast so you can't see it, but okay. just YouTube, Dr. Dustin York. I have a video on YouTube about what this looks like, but I don't even use Zoom in my classroom. All my students are in Zoom, but I use a third party app to mm -hmm. run my class. And it's more like watching CNN meets Twitch meets Instagram. Like yes. there are multiple cameras, there are fly-ins, there are sound effects, like, like there's stuff that happens, right? right? And engagement is through the roof. And this is called what again for the people who might've missed it, including myself? Yeah. OBS. It's, OBS. I think it's online broadcast services or something, but okay. if you just Google search OBS, it's free. It okay. connects with your Zoom or Skype if you're using something else. It works with anything, WebEx, anything that you're using. It, it's a game changer for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, I've, I've been in, you know, everybody, if you don't know, I guess that I'm in grad school. So Dustin actually has taught one of my classes and, and we did end up using that, that chat feature. And I did really, I did agree. Like it, it definitely helped connect us. And, um, and I was one of those people, he would ask something like, all right, there's like macaroni and cheese from Kraft 
is that, can that just be a dinner by itself? Yes or no? And I'd be like, yes, one, 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 one. Like, um, and so sometimes we would definitely do things like that. I think, no, I think I, I think like all of those things are super great. I think where I'm getting concerned now with students is that I met with five students last week to do like spring coaching sessions and everybody is just like really sad. Like everybody is like, I like, especially if they have an older sibling that's in college, they're like, I'm missing out on that. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, like what are like more intentional ways? Like I don't teach this semester, so I can't like go back and be like, okay, everybody like come back and let's all hang out. Like, Mm -hmm. but I think what I've seen that was successful is we do, um, as a university, we all have all of our students and faculty and staff are offered it as well to take strength finders assessment. So in the fall, what I did is I broke them up into pairs and I had them just do um, like a five question interview on strengths and they were in there for like 30 minutes, but then they each had to make a strength shield for their partner. So their partner, um, like Dustin, if you're my partner, I would put like your five strengths somewhere on there. And like, even if I'm not artistic, I can like Google something and like make it work. Um, but that was like the highest connection I saw all semester because what I, what I kept doing is I kept putting them into like breakout rooms, groups of five, but even that I felt like wasn't, wasn't serving them super well. Um, because they just still, they were still nervous to talk to each other. Um, do you think probably because you're in the comm program, you're seeing more conversations because everyone's like, oh, I'm here to market and sell and get to know people. Apparently they're also having this Italian accent. Like, <laughs> um, so, um, do you, uh, do you think that that is maybe one thing that's helping your program no. or do you think it's just because you're jazz hands that you bring to the classroom? No. And to be completely honest, is it, is it the same as it used to be? Absolutely not. I'm still, right. I still have the majority of students without cameras on that never come off mute that don't engage even with mm-hmm. each other. So I do feel what you're saying that, you know, there isn't a, a magic pill for all of this. It's not, it's not as good, right? That's right. Say, call a spade a spade. It's not as good. For sure. I do think though, on the positive end, when we go back to, you know, the new normal, mm-hmm. that quote unquote, new normal, I'm still going to use OBS. I'm still going to yeah. use some of these things, but sure. yeah, it's not the same. And I do feel right. I, I'm, I feel empathy for those students that are not getting the same experience, mm-hmm. especially that social. I think that's yeah. the deciding factor that, you know, even I say as a professor, not all that tuition money and the time that you're going to college, it's not all for academics, no. right? The best memories I have, I don't know about you, but it was my friends, right? Oh, for sure. For and the sure. people I've met and the yep. classroom experiences of like talking and networking and then mm-hmm. having, going to Starbucks afterward and help, you know, studying for this, like that, that's right. being missed, right? Yeah, and, no, I agree. And I'm interested to see, so I work on the first year student or first year experience team and obviously when students come, like it's like orientation and fun and, and all the big events. Um, but when I was talking to my students, my first year students right now, I was thinking like, are we going to do anything for our sophomore students? Mm-hmm. Um, are we like, although orientation is first year student focused, like we do a, a smaller event that me and another a life coach came with called the soft s'more barbecue. And so <laughs> there's obviously a s'more station and that's a barbecue and it's, it's fun. And it was like decently attended the first year we did it and then COVID happened. So we haven't done one since then, but I feel like there needs to be so- sophomore specific programming in the fall. Um, because I, a, a lot of these people, I don't want, I don't, I don't want these students to just get missed. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see like, are we just going to throw them all in with the first year student experience? Cause it's not, it's not going to be that different. Like, yes, I know where my classes are at, 
but like I probably like I'm I'm being a student in this moment but like I might know where my classes are at but I couldn't tell you five other students in my program with me mm-hmm. like and that's and that is so imperative I think that needs to lean into the student life side I mean we mm-hmm. have to build community that we can't just you know, throw a comedian on there and just be done with it. Sure. Have those comedians on zoom, but you have to lean into this more opportunities. Right. Yeah. Um, I did one thing like Spotify collaborative playlists have Mm. make a playlist on Spotify. Like there are these opportunities that even post COVID you're going to be able to use. Think of like ASU is doing a great job with virtual communities. Mm. Like you, every university right now needs to say, okay, there needs to be a group of people thinking, how do we just get through this? Right. I, from a financial stand, standpoint, absolutely. We just have to right. keep the, the lights up, right? Lights yes. on. But the other side needs to say, okay, what are we building right now from what we've learned, right? Yeah. And we need virtual communities. If you've got online classes, mm-hmm. which we're going to have more of those in the future, every university is going to have online populations. They need a community too. Right. They want a community. For sure. So what do we create? Uh, Anheuser-Busch uses uh, Workplace, which yes. is an app of Facebook, mm-hmm. right? So Facebook creates a workplace social media app. If you didn't know that, it's owned by Facebook, but it's called Workplace. Like, what can we have like that? What do what right. do the university use Workplace or right. something else that was social media driven that the students are already on, mm-hmm. right? What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that that's, I think that's a good point. I think, like, I think it's been tough for student life, right? Like, I, I remember in the beginning, like, everybody was like, let's like, and like our office doesn't even handle student life. And we're like, let's do a cooking show. Let's do this. Like, and I think it was like, whoa, like students are going to be zoom exhausted because of all the zoom they have to do. But I will say, I think that student life did a really good, for our school specifically, I think they did a good job of kind of meeting students in the middle, doing, um, doing like hot takes or Mm -hmm. different things like that, which I thought was a really good thing. And I think you're right. I think as time goes on, we move away from having to do, do, do zoom, excuse me, so often it won't seem like so like, oh, I have to go to another Zoom thing today, right? Because it'll be like, I've been in person with people. I've done these things with people. Now I can go do Zoom as like a another option. Um, so I think that that's definitely a really great point. And I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, where that goes moving forward. I did have another thought, but now I just can't think of it because Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. I don't know. <laughs> so are there any other thoughts that you have on you know, you know, student life and, and Zoom and collaborations. I think just the big takeaway, Lachey, it's right. It's not a Band-Aid. It's, it's not, not a Band-Aid. A Band-Aid. I, I think it's a great, a great way to put it. This is the best time in history. Like literally, that's what we talked about, why we're going to create this podcast. This is Truth. the best time in decades and decades of change in higher ed. This is the yes. time. If you don't do it now, you're never going to do it right? That's don't fair. think you're going to do it in a couple of years when things slow down. If you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. If you're going to innovate, do it now. It's your easiest opportunity. And also on that note, if you're like, I was talking to a friend last night about this and I was like, sometimes I think it's easier for us to be like, I'm going to wait till I'm ready. I'm going to wait till I'm ready. Like, honestly, y'all, I've wanted to do a podcast for a long time. Um, didn't know exactly which way I wanted to go. And then Dustin was like, yo, 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 it's time to go right now. And I was like, oh, I don't feel prepared for this, but, and I'm sure some of you were like, that girl talks a lot. She talks fast, blah, blah, blah. But some of you have said some really kind stuff, like you're incredible to listen on the podcast. OMG, thank you. Um, but like, if this was by, me by myself, then I probably wouldn't have done it. So I, you know, I definitely um, have to give credit to Dustin, um, but also like reminding everybody, like if we wait till we're ready, we're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And like, this is exactly the time to try things out, to check it out because 
if it doesn't work, okay. Like it's, it's not the end of the world. Um, it, it might, it, it's going to be scary and it's going to be tough, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it if you're passionate about it. So, but also give yourself some grace that yes, you don't have to do every single thing right now. Right. Like Dustin and I split up the podcast. He does one thing. I do, I do the other. Um, so like, don't be like, I must do everything right now by myself. Right. Like utilize, utilize your people. Uh, if you have any questions about, you know, whether it's how to kick off a podcast or, you know, how to even just crank forward with a new idea, please hit us up. We are always happy to help and to talk it out. So that is all we have for Disrupt You today as we are disrupting the world of higher education and other stuff. So thank you for coming and listening today and please share with your friends. Bye everyone.